Thanks for joining us here at AG Kolkata. We are the church for the open arms and we serve in the city of joy, Kolkata. It is our desire to reach out to those in need and to be instruments of effective change in a hurting world. If you like to learn more about us, you can simply go to www.agkolkata.org. We hope that you'll enjoy today's message. F.B. Meyer said this, and I think it's, it's true. It, it emphasizes the need of the hour. He says, the greatest strategy of life is not unanswered prayers, but unoffered prayers. The greatest tragedy of life is not unanswered prayers, but unoffered prayers. Mother Teresa said this, Prayer feeds the soul as the blood is to the body. Prayer is to the soul. It brings you and I closer to God. Prayer feeds your soul and my soul. And it draws you and me closer to Jesus. But instead of it being something we do every day, like breathing, eating, walking, playing, running, talking. We talk a lot. Prayer seems to be like a little glass box that you see hanging on a wall when you enter a government office or when you enter a church building or when you enter a private space. And on top of that box or underneath that box, it doesn't break in case of emergency. You and I are guilty of treating prayer like it's a brick emergency box. We often think prayer is something that you and I do only in crisis. When there's a problem, when there's a need, when there's a big difficulty, you cannot handle it, no one can handle it, definitely God can handle it. But rather it should be the reverse. Whenever you and I run into a crisis or whenever you and I run into something, the first thing before asking who can handle it, what can happen, can I do it, can I not do it, the first thing you and I should do is ask God for help. I came across this story and it's, it's, it's really nice. A man encountered trouble uh, as he was trying to ride his little plane. So he called the control tower and said, Pilot, to the tower, I am, 300 meet, I am 300 miles away from the airport. I am 600 feet above the ground and I am out of fuel. I am descending rapidly. Please advise, Pilot, over. After a few seconds, there was a response. Tower to Pilot and the dispatcher said this. Repeat this after me. Our Father, who art in heaven. I trust none of us get into trouble like that. But too often for you and I, prayer is like that. When we are in trouble, when we don't know what to do, the only thing that comes to our mind is, God, our Father in heaven, help me. And we cry it out. But prayer for most part is a resource that you and I untap into is a tool that you and I seldom use. 
is a power bank that you and I send them connect our phones, our lives into and experience God's amazing power and discover treasures that are lying around in God's word and in the plan of God that God has for you and for me. We talk about prayer. We talk much about it. We read much about it. But we practice less. It's like someone said, we talk much, but we do less. And if you read the Bible, it's interesting. For every follower of Jesus, for everyone who believes in Jesus, for everyone who trusts in Jesus, prayer must be the first thing that you and I do. As followers of Jesus, prayer is an amazing gift, a tool that God has given to you and to me. Not to use in times of emergency, not to use in times of crisis, not to use when your boat is sinking or when your aeroplane is falling, but to pray every day, to talk to Jesus every day. In 1952, Albert Einstein was delivering a lecture in, in Princeton University and a doctoral student, the student came up to him and said, what is there left in the world that is original and that can be used for dissertation of my research? With considerate thought and profoundity, Einstein answered, he answered this, find out about prayer. Somebody must find out about prayer and write it down. So true, is it? The more you and I think we know about prayer, the more you and I think we know how to pray, the more you and I discover there's so much more than just words that we use, that we recite, that we pray, that we, that, that we want to sound good at in using words. There's so much more to that than just prayer. And Apostle Paul this morning wants to encourage us, want to encourage us what prayer really is. Paul was somebody who understood prayer and its power. Prayer was something that was a part of Paul's life and for him, he took it for granted that every believer, every follower of Jesus, whether it's his time or whether in the times to come, would have prayer as an essential part of their life because they follow and they love Jesus. You and I cannot be a good follower of Jesus if you and I don't know how to pray. Just like you and I cannot have a good marriage if you don't know how to communicate. Prayer is the pipeline to a communication between God and you. Between Him and His people. Between Him and the ones He loves. Between Him and His children. And speaking about children, you ask a child what is prayer and they will simply tell you, prayer is talking to Jesus. Isn't that true? Prayer is simply talking to Jesus, but I want to take it further. Prayer is not just talking to Jesus, but it's listening to Jesus as well. Prayer is not simply talking to God, that you and I do all the time. But prayer is also listening to God. Prayer is a two-way communication. We talk, but we also listen. We talk, but we also listen as God talks back to us. Maybe in ways that you don't necessarily want it to happen, but God talks back to you and to me when you and I pray. 
This morning as we go ahead, uh, I want to tell you in the beginning, don't switch off. We're going to look at many scripture verses for our morning this morning. We're going to look at many scripture verses, many passages in the Bible that teach us what it means to inculcate, what it means to pursue, what it means, what you and I have to do in order to have a prayer life or in order to pray for a lifetime. What is it that you and I can do? What is it that you and I need to do to have that kind of lifestyle where you and I pray for a lifetime? Pray and enjoy our prayer. We'll start with reading Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 this morning. It says, we'll come up on the screen, but look at your Bible as well. Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. And in the message translation it says this, Pray diligently, stay alert with your eyes wide open in gratitude. Stay alert is what the message translation says. In the Amplified Bible it says like this, Be persistent and devoted to prayer. Be alert and focused in your prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. Be devoted, be alert, be persistent. Don't give up. Stay focused, stay on track. Have an attitude of thanksgiving. So how is it that you and I can have a prayer lifestyle, that prayer that we can pray for a lifetime? is when you and I have persistence, when you and I have an attitude of thankfulness, when you and I have what it takes. And Paul writes here, be alert. But very quickly, I have four things to share with you. And I promise you they'll be quick. Paul begins by saying in, in, in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2, he says, devote yourself to prayer. Continue earnestly in prayer. If, if you and I want to understand it deeper, it says, simply says, persist, don't give up. Remain devoted. Remain there, constant. Continue to pray. You know what? It carries an idea that says, hey, listen, you have to be dedicated to it. Day in and day out. Month in and month out. About the ten, the many times that prayer is mentioned in the New Testament, about four times it is mentioned as being devoted to prayer. And in this, in this passage, there's no option. Paul says, hey, listen, be persistent. There's no option. If, if you want, you can. If you want to be devoted, you can. If you want to be persistent, you can. If you want to stay alert, you can. No, it just says, be devoted to prayer. Be alert. So there's a command. There's no option. The two most instructive parables Jesus ever spoke and taught about prayer is found in Luke chapter 18 and the other in Luke chapter 11. And both put forward just one idea. Put forward this idea of don't give up. Be persistent. Stay on. Stick there. Don't move. Be persistent in prayer. Luke chapter 18 says this. Now he was telling them a parable to show that they should always pray and never ever give up. Jesus was telling a story about a widow who comes to this king. 
and day in and day out she comes and makes her request makes her plea before the king and this king doesn't listen but she doesn't stop she's persistent she pushes she never gives up and the king finally answers her plea luke chapter 11 verse 9 says keep on asking and you will receive what you are asking for keep on seeking and you will find keep on knocking and the door will be open to you pay attention to those words it doesn't it doesn't say knock seek and pray but it says keep on keep on keep on you keep on asking you keep on seeking you keep on knocking the door will be open it's a process it's something not it's not something you do only one time it's not something you do only in the morning it's not something you do when you're in a problem it's not something you do just once in a lifetime but it is a process it is something that you and I are called to do every day it's something you and I must do every hour it's something you and I are called to do every month every year day in and day out jesus is asking you and I to pray and to never give up but to be persistent keep asking keep seeking keep knocking keep asking keep seeking and keep knocking now there's a difference between persistent prayer and praying long prayers you've heard some people pray i'm not going to ask you to raise your hands or shake your head but you've heard some people pray they pray long prayers so this is a story from a long long time back don't guess my age but when we were in in the youth and teens and you know we would go out uh, for camp or mission trip uh, we had a friend if you ever ask him to pray your food from hot will become freezing cold but his prayer would never stop so to teach him a lesson once while he was praying we asked him to pray that day while he was praying we got chicken that day so while he was praying closing his eyes long prayers food is getting cold few of our guys took the chicken from his plate and put it into their own plate and covered it to rice don't do that we did it then only teach him a lesson and when he finished praying he was wondering where is his chicken and one of our smart friends said hey listen so long you prayed god took away a chicken don't pray so long next time but there's a difference between persistent prayers in long prayers there's a difference you know sometimes we pray long prayers just to show how good our vocabulary is just to show how much bible verses we know god knows bible verses you don't have to remind him about bible verses god knows the promises in the bible god knows he says i will never leave you nor forsake you you don't have to pray and say god you said you will never god knows but god is asking jesus is asking us to pray persistent prayers we and i come in daily and day out and say god i seek your face god i'm asking you to do this god i need your help with this that is praying persistently not long prayers god is not interested in long prayers he's interested in the prayers that you pray with all your heart seeking him why do some people give up easy why is it not so easy to pray persistent prayers i'll tell you why these are my reasons maybe they are not your reasons but i feel you know uh, maybe you don't feel like it you 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 go to office your colleague your boss 
they tell you something and then you don't feel like it and you when you sit down you feel like i'm not going to pray or maybe the joy has gone out of your life or maybe you and i just don't feel like doing things one morning have you ever experienced that you wake up one morning and you just don't feel like it and i have good news for you you and i are not called to live by feelings friends the world may be living by feelings today they feel like doing something they do it tomorrow they don't feel like doing something they don't do it but as children of god as followers of jesus we are not called to live by feelings but we are called to live as the master jesus wants us to live amen you and i are not called to live on our feelings today i don't feel like it pastor today i don't feel like it doesn't matter jesus is asking you to live for him you and i are not called to live by our feelings but we are called to live as the master has instructed us and wants us to live george muller um a great man of god he said this the less you pray the less you desire to pray the less you and i pray the less we will desire to pray and that is where the problem is not praying but the desire to pray because the less you and i pray the less you and i spend time talking to god the less we desire talking to god so number 1 you and i want to pray you and i want to be praying for a long time a lifetime you and i must pray for a lifetime and it happens when you and i in pray persistent prayers secondly pray prayers with passion if you are persistent in something there's a good reason that you're passionate about it otherwise you won't be persistent in it if you are staying with something if you are not giving up that means you are passionate about it and paul says this you should be vigilant be watchful be alert not the opposite of being oh be lazy don't worry he says be alert be vigilant i'm reminded about another story like i told you a lot of stories a lot of bible verses this morning of john knox a missionary to scotland and his passionate prayer some of us have heard this some of us have read about his prayer but this morning i want you to make it your prayer my prayer this morning he prayed god give me scotland or i die can you and i pray god give me this neighbor god give me my locality god give me give me give me my area give me west bengal give me north bengal give me give me central calcutta give me lord north calcutta you know every every thursday we pray with pin codes at 5 o'clock prayer why are we doing it not because we have nothing else to do friends but we want to persist in prayer we want to pray passionately that god every pin code in kolkata whether it's in north kolkata south kolkata and central kolkata wherever it is that they were no jesus that we would have a care group in those areas we want to pray until that happens that is being persistent that is praying with passion lord until we see that happen we will keep praying until we see a care group in every locality until we see a care group in every pin code we will continue to pray jesus prayed with passion if you look at the life of jesus you know jesus teaches us to pray passionately it was something that came to jesus naturally no one had to tell jesus 
But if you read, the Bible says Jesus got up early morning, prayed. Jesus went away and prayed. Jesus took time out to pray. Jesus prayed, whether it was a big problem, whether it was a small problem, Jesus prayed. When Jesus was hard-pressed with work, when Jesus was hard-pressed all around him, he prayed. When Jesus wanted fellowship, he prayed. When Jesus was tempted, he prayed. When Jesus was criticized, he prayed. When Jesus felt tired and fatigued and didn't have any more energy to go on, he prayed. Prayer gave Jesus strength and kept him going every day. See, Jesus knew the power of prayer and so he prayed every day. James chapter 5 and verse 16 says this, The effective fervent prayer of a man, woman, can accomplish much. You sit here and you have a desire to see Kolkata saved. You have a desire to see Kolkata knowing Jesus. Then you and I must engage ourselves in fervent and passionate prayer. Be persistent. Be passionate. If you want to pray for a lifetime. Be persistent and be passionate. If you want to pray, if you and I are looking to pray for a lifetime. Thirdly, is pray with thankfulness. Oh, it's easy to complain. It's easy to murmur. It's easy to grumble. God, I don't have this. I don't have that. I cannot do this. I cannot do that. But it's difficult. Say, God, thank you. Thank you. Someone said like this, we focus a lot on the things we don't have rather than taking time to focus on what you have, what I have. Have you taken time to say thank you to God that you have life this morning? You are breathing this morning. Amen? You are alive this morning. You have family around you this morning. You have friends around you this morning. Take time to thank God for. Not sit and complain. God, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have this one. I don't have that one. See how this one is behaving. See how this one is reacting. When you and I come to God, we come to God with thankfulness. Thanking Him for what He's done and for who He is. For what He's done and for who He is. Because for who He is will never change. Amen. Things change around us. Circumstances change around us. But who God is will never, never, never change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Paul never fails to mention Thanksgiving. Paul never fails to mention what you and I should do when you and I come into prayer. Is thank God with all our heart. And with everything we have. He writes in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20. He says, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It means thankfulness should be a natural outflow. Thankfulness should be natural. Like you and I open the tap and water comes naturally. Thankfulness must be like that for a follower of Jesus. who A person who follows Jesus and loves Jesus. And walks under the influence of the Holy Spirit in life. Does it mean you will not have problems? 
Does it mean you will not face situations? No, it doesn't mean that friends, but it means even though you face challenges and situations, you and I will be thankful to God for who he is. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. You know what we do? We worry about everything. We worry about why the milk came late, why the milkman didn't come, why the vegetables are stale, why the bus is late. Oh, so many things. We get anxious about everything. We worry about everything. We complain about everything, but we forget to do the important thing, and that is pray about everything. We forget to do the important thing and then us pray first for everything. We pray for everything but last. After all our ideas are gone. Uh, after no more thoughts are coming in your head. Sometimes after you and I have said some things that we shouldn't be saying. Then you sit back and say, oh God, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Big long list of sorries will come out. But you and I don't need to do that in the first place. If you and I will just come and bring everything to Jesus in prayer. Don't worry about anything. Instead pray about everything. Pray about everything. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18 says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful. For this is God's will for you. Who's the you? You and me. Who's the you? Every follower of Jesus. Who's this you Paul is talking about? Every person who believes in Jesus and walks as Jesus tells them to. Every person who experiences the power of the Holy Spirit in their life. Every person who surrendered their heart to Jesus. Every person who walks and honors God in their life. That is the you Paul is talking about. What do you and I need to do? You and I must be thankful in all circumstances. It says all. Doesn't, it doesn't make a demarcation. You know when things are good be thankful. When things are not good don't be thankful. Grumble, complain, don't feel like it. Paul says in all things be thankful. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17 and whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Simply put, your prayer and my prayer should not be me-centered, but it should be God-centered. Amen? Not me-centered. Not what I don't have, what I don't know, what I, what, I, what I went through, what the problems I'm in. But it should be God-centered and who God is and the power he possesses and the love that he has for you and me and the joy that he offers to you and I. That's what Apostle Paul is telling us to do this morning. Not me-centered. Don't walk around like a mirror and say, Lord, I have a problem, I have me, me. But God is saying, look up. Your prayers should be God-centered and not me-centered. 
you know what happens when you and I cultivate this attitude of prayer this attitude of gratitude this attitude that says thank you lord thank you lord i am in this situation but i thank you because i know you are good this is what will happen you and i articulate dependence on god you and i you and i you and i deepen our relationship with jesus you and i communicate to people around us of the gratitude that you have in our hearts and you and i remain humble when you and i walk around with this with this thankfulness when you and i live with this thankfulness in our hearts you and i tell people i depend on jesus you and i deepen our relationship you and i tell people around hey listen it's not me it's him pray with thankfulness a prayer for a lifetime you and i want to pursue then you and i must be persistent then you and i must be passionate you and i must pray with thankfulness nothing else no complaining no grumbling no murmuring but just thankfulness to god for who he is and for all that he has done for you and for me and lastly pray making intercession In verse 3, Paul teaches them, hey listen, pray. Don't pray that I come out of this situation, but pray that where I am, I will tell people about Jesus. I will tell people and they will come to know Jesus. That is intercession when you and I pray for others. When you and I take the focus of ourselves and put the focus and the spotlight on the needs of others and we pray. intercession is basically praying for other people and praying that god's will be done in their life that they would encounter jesus that they would meet jesus face to face that they would know who jesus is isaiah 53 and verse 12 says this the bible says he himself bore our sins and of many and made intercession for our transgression Jesus knew what how to pray for others. Jesus knew what it means to be an intercessor. Jesus prayed intercessory prayers. Luke chapter 23 and verse 34 on the cross Jesus prayed this and he said, "Father, forgive them for they know not what they do." He didn't have the focus on himself, but he prayed for others. That is intercessory prayers. John chapter 17 and verse 19 Jesus prayed and this is the high priestly prayer of Jesus and when you read it you see Jesus's heart you see the passion Jesus prays with he says father i ask on their behalf i do not ask on the behalf of the world but on those on their behalf who you have given to me i pray for them Romans chapter 8 and verse 34 who then will condemn us no one for Christ Jesus died for us and raised to life for us and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading that word again Jesus is pleading for us Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God at the place of honor the bible says and what is Jesus doing not just sitting there and watching you 
go through your situations go through my situations go through the problems but jesus is praying for you he has your name on his mind and he's praying for you day in and day out he's interceding for you and i hebrews chapter 7 and verse 25 therefore he is able once and forever to save those who come to god through him he lives forever to intercede with god on their behalf jesus has you on his mind jesus has you on his mind my friend my sister my brother whoever you are jesus has you on his mind 24/7365 and he's asking you and i to do the same to have others on our mind instead of me on my own mind understanding the power of prayer paul encouraged the church not just the church in colosse but the church of today that is you and that is me to step in and pray with purpose to step in and pray god's will be done to step in and pray with persistence to step in and pray passionately to so step in and pray like never before Paul always wanted to pray in accordance to the will of God and he simply wants that for you and for me this morning as you read the book of colossians that's the idea that you get that's the idea i get that you know praying is not just enough praying for myself is not just enough praying for my family praying for my loved ones praying for my for for people around me is just not enough but i should get a broader picture and pray that god's will be done that people would come to know jesus that circumstances and situations will change only because of prayer and i'm sure sitting here many of you have experienced that because of prayer you've had your circumstances changed you've had your situations changed or you've seen situations and circumstances change because of prayer another story for you just before i close Pastor Howard Hendricks he write this Years ago in the church of Dallas where I was having trouble finding a teacher for our junior high boys a list of prospects were there but the only name that really stood out or everybody stood out was the name of this one boy and I said are you kidding but I couldn't have been more wrong about this young man as he took class and he revolutionized the whole class Pastor Howard said I was so impressed with him I called him home and I asked him what is the secret of your success what is it that you are doing that is changing this Sunday school class all around he pulled out a little book opened each page and I saw pictures of these little boys on them and under the boy's name were these comments having trouble in arithmetic comes to church against his parents wishes would want to be a missionary but is wondering whether he has it in him has what it takes or not the boy said i pray over these names every day and i can't wait to come back sunday after sunday only to see what god is doing in their lives i was challenged by this and i want to challenge you this morning like this little boy can you and i pray pray for that neighbor 
Pray for that person next door. Pray for your colleague. Pray for your boss who gives you a hard time. Pray for our city. That we will be persistent in prayer, passionate in prayer until people come to know Jesus. Until we see God move, you and I will not stop praying. You see, when you and I pray for others, when we pray God's work to be done, when we pray God's will to be done in their lives, for God to accomplish His plans and His purposes for their life, we will begin to be used by God. We will see God move. We will see God touch lives. And, and people around you will be astonished of what is happening. And why it's happening. You know, sometimes I think we don't see all of that happen because we don't believe it first. We don't see all of that happen because we don't pray it first. We don't see all of that happen because our focus is too much on ourselves rather than being on God. But when you and I turn our attention from ourselves, from the little me, from my little world, from my little problem, and turn our attention to this big God and His big plans and His big purposes for our lives, you and I will see things change and be different. I like this. When you and I pray more, we will grow more. And when you and I grow more, God will use us more. Amen. When you and I pray more, we will grow more. When you and I grow more, we will see God use us more. If you're like me, and in closing, I want to leave with you an acronym just to remind myself, just to remind you of everything we've talked about this morning. Using the word Prayer. P-R-A-Y-E-R. The alphabet P stands for persistence. Never give up. Luke chapter 11 verse 9 and 10. Encourage us. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. The next alphabet is R. Rely on God and not on me. The Lord says, Isaiah 41 verse 13, I the Lord will help you. What friends, you and I have a God on our side. We don't need anybody else. We don't need anything else when you and I have God on our side. So we can rely on God. The third alphabet is the alphabet A. And how do I remind myself about everything we've talked about this morning? is to have an attitude check because my heart matters. My heart matters. The Bible says with all your heart. Love the Lord with all your heart. Why the alphabet? Yielding or surrendering our life, our plans to God's will and His plans and His purpose for our life. The alphabet E for you and I to pray earnestly. To pray earnest prayers. To pray prayers with passion. To pray prayers that God wants us to pray. To earnestly see God for our, for our world. To earnestly see God and to see God move and touch lives. And finally, R for you and I to pray real prayers. 
no more fake prayers no more unnecessary prayers no more prayers and words that you don't understand you just recite but we pray real prayers that honor god and that bring him glory in honor persistence rely on god an attitude check yielding or surrendering to god's will earnestly praying and praying real prayers prayer for a lifetime involves all of this my friends if you and i so desire to have a prayer for a lifetime then you and i must follow each one of these as we conclude our time this morning i'm asking you and i'm asking myself am i praying persistently is my prayer life a persistent prayer life am i praying real prayers or just words that don't make any sense and words that i just understand and i recite what is my posture what is my heart when i come before god to pray is it all about me or is it all about him is it all about me or all about him prayer for a lifetime is a process and it begins with us on our knees day in and day out it begins when you and i tell jesus you're all i need you're all i want prayer for a lifetime is a process and it begins with you and me on our knees thanks for listening to this message from ag kolkata we hope you would stay connected by following us online you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram by using @agckolkata we would love to know how this message has touched your life Please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at stories@agkolkata.org. At Hope you have a great week ahead.